Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Well, I first met Antonio while I was preaching. Yes, it was a Sunday. I was on stage when I first met Antonio. And that day I was talking about something heavy like cancer and losing a job when I heard someone start laughing. Someone started laughing. Now, just to say it, I've learned to preach through pretty much anything. Babies screaming, people aimlessly walking around the room. One time there was a service. This lady was snoring so loud. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. I still can't believe my wife fell asleep during a service. I'm just kidding. Not to mention, though, a couple of times a year in this room, there's random ladybugs that show up. And, and every time they show up, as I'm preaching, they just start circling me. I'm like, God, what does that mean? But again, the this laughing. It really threw me off. I wasn't talking about anything funny. Well, I kind of waited for the laughing to end. I gathered myself and I continued preaching the rest of the sermon that day. Well, then the next week came. And again, I was talking about something heavy in the service as I was preaching, something like, like miscarriages and divorce. And once more, someone started laughing. Internally, I'm like, who laughs at something like divorce? Am I missing something? Is my fly down right now? Quick confession, one of my greatest fears in life is that I'm going to preach a sermon with my zipper down. None of that was the case, though. And so, I, again, I just kind of pushed through, finished the rest of the sermon. Uh, afterwards, I came up to our campus pastor, and I just said, is there something that I'm missing? And he smiled and said back, let me introduce you to Antonio. Let me introduce you to Antonio. So we walked out of the sanctuary. We got to the entryway. And there across the entryway was this, this younger African-American man. Uh, who had, he had gloves with cut off fingers on them. And he was holding a cup of coffee in his hands like his life depended on it. It was clearly Antonio. Well, as soon as Antonio saw me coming, he began to shake. He was so excited. And I was like, is Justin Bieber out in this entryway or something? Like, can he be this excited to see me, but he just started shaking. He was so excited. I came up to him, the campus pastor and I, we walked up to Antonio and I said, hey, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you Antonio? And he said back, yeah. And then I was like, Antonio, is this your church? Like, is this where you go? And he's just, yeah. The more we talked, the more excited he became. He just got more and more excited, responded to all my questions with simple one-word answers. And this might seem really, really insignificant even to talk about, but the truth is it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. Like almost immediately, Antonio made me feel so special. He made me feel like the most important person in the room. He wasn't scanning the room to see if there's someone more important there that he should wrap up our conversation and talk with. He, he wasn't distracted with his phone, constantly looking at his phone like the rest of us do. Instead, he was fully zoomed in and focused on me. I mean, I had his full attention, and he just made me feel so Loved Like he visibly was so excited to see me. He was shaken. 
Now, a bit more about Antonio. At a, at a young age, Antonio had a seizure that left him with some, some brain damage. And uh, even though he's now 21 years old, Antonio roughly has the understanding right around a 10 or 11-year-old. And just to say it, Antonio is not the type of person that most people seek out. Okay, Antonio's got the greatest smile ever. But if you don't know Antonio, it's a smile that can be hard to understand. And the way that he shakes his hands are, are distracting at times. Like, again, if you don't know him, it can be distracting just to, just to see it. And, and he, Antonio, it can be hard to carry a conversation with him. He's kind of a one-word, one-sentence type of guy. But in my eyes, there's one main thing that so clearly sets Antonio apart from everyone else. What is it? When you're with Antonio, you feel fully and completely loved. You just feel so loved, which in my experience with human beings, it's a hard thing to find. You see, after meeting Antonio that very first Sunday out there in their entryway, each Sunday I started actively looking for Antonio. And it might even be strange to share, but as a grown adult, I began to secretly hope that I would cross paths with Antonio. And each time that he'd see me, he'd start shaking and was so excited and he'd walk up and say hello. Even if I was talking with another person, he'd walk up mid-sentence to me and he'd say hello. Even if I was praying someone, like literally as I was praying with the person, Antonio would walk up, get really close to me and he'd say hello. Like he didn't care how he looked. He didn't care what others think. All he considered was loving me and being with me. I was his friend. One day, I'll never forget, I was driving around downtown and I saw Antonio on an outing with some friends of his. And as soon as I saw Antonio, I honked my horn and I said, Antonio, Antonio. Well, I, I didn't think things through very well because as soon as Antonio heard, his, he heard me call his name, he immediately froze, which doesn't sound bad, but Antonio was in the middle of a crosswalk in the middle of a road with a lot of traffic. So Antonio froze and I started yelling, Antonio, Antonio, he finally realized it was me and he just started waving, Adam, Adam. I started waving back and I'm like, dude, Antonio, keep walking. You're gonna get hit by a car. As, as I pulled away, Antonio got to the sidewalk. As I pulled away though, I could not stop smiling. And truth be told, it, it was the highlight of my, of my week. I loved it. I know we're not supposed to have favorites, but Antonio is one of my favorite people on the planet. Like I'm better because of Antonio. Antonio is a joy spreader, whether, whether you see him in the entryway or you do a Zoom call like him and I like to do with each other. He's a joy spreader. And yes, sometimes he laughs during a church service in an inappropriate time when I'm, when I'm talking about something like divorce. And yet, honestly, in my eyes, that's a part of what makes Antonio so special. Just to be candid, from time to time in the past, we've had people mention that Antonio was a distraction to them. People who didn't know Antonio just kind of mentioned that he was distracting them from connecting with the message. And I've even had people ask, is there a way to keep that guy quieter? Again, he kind of laughs at weird times. Like, is there a way to just kind of make him be quieter? Is there a way to kind of tell him just to not, not, not be so loud? It's kind of a distraction is what they'll say to me. 
Well, on one occasion, Jesus was eating with a religious leader, and it was an important religious leader, Pharisee man named Simon. And well, as Jesus and this religious leader friend sat down for dinner that day, we're told that a certain immoral woman approached Jesus. To be clear, this lady wasn't just a sinner, but instead she was a publicly known sinner, most likely a prostitute named Mary. Mary. And to say that Mary was disrupting the meal, to say that she was a bit of a distraction to this important religious leader's time with Jesus, this would have been the understatement of the year. But then listen to what happened next. Listen to what we're told next. It says, while Jesus was eating, this certain immoral woman, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head, poured it over the head of Jesus. Again, this certain immoral woman, she took this expensive jar of perfume that would have been worth an entire working man's salary at that time, not to mention what it would have been worth to a woman like Mary with a job like Mary. But she took this perfume and what did she do? She extravagantly poured it all over the head of Jesus. Mary is literally taking everything she would have possessed and she offered it extravagantly to Jesus. Again, this would have been a distraction to the Pharisee and Jesus' meal together. It would have absolutely been a disruption. But instead of calculating what would be seen as proper or correct, all Mary considers in this moment is her love for Jesus. This whole beautiful perfume thing, it's over the top. It's more than needed. It's extravagant. In this moment, she extravagantly loves Jesus. She loves extravagantly. She loves Jesus extravagantly. What a beautiful act. Don't miss this. In this moment, Mary and Antonio are so much alike. Like they disregard what others think. They go way above and beyond the norms of what's normal. And sure, others might think it's awkward and disruptive. Others might think it's a distraction. But what Mary did here for Jesus and what Antonio does for me every time we cross paths whether he's in the middle of a, of a sidewalk, whether he's in the entryway of the church or he's on a Zoom call, Antonio and Mary, they give us the perfect picture of what it looks like to extravagantly love another person. They give us this beautiful example of what it looks like to love someone extravagantly, regardless of what other people might think. In this moment to Mary, Jesus was the single most important person in the room to her. And she was solely focused on Jesus. And on the flip side, I can almost feel the religious leader arrogantly looking down on Mary. I can just feel it. Just kind of, he's just kind of hoping that Mary will leave him alone. This, again, this important religious leader, this Pharisee, Simon, he's just kind of hoping that she'll disappear. Like, like, what is she doing? She's interrupting my important time with Jesus. And doesn't she know how important I am? I can just hear Simon saying to, to this woman, what is this woman? By the way, at the time, a woman would have been a piece of property. She would have had no value. I can, I can, just, I can just hear Simon just saying, what is this woman? What is this, what is this prostitute? What is this piece of property doing interrupting my important time with Jesus? 
Surely to Jesus, I am much more important than this woman. I'm so much more important than this prostitute, than this piece of property to him. Surely I'm more important to Jesus than her. Surely, right? Well, not so much. You see, the only thing more extravagant than the love this woman has for Jesus is the love that Jesus has for her. In this moment, Jesus loves her extravagantly. In this moment, he loves her. How? Extravagantly. He extravagantly loves her. I mean, from the moment that Mary, the certain immoral woman, walks up to them eating dinner, Jesus knew exactly about her. He knew everything about her. Like he knew the depths of her sin better than anyone. He knew the depths of her story. He knew, he knew the depths of her past. He knew the specific men that she had been with as a part of her job better than anyone. And even though Jesus was eaten with this super religious, important person, who was, who was Jesus drawn to? Like to Jesus, who is the most important person in the room? And, and who does Jesus get of his undivided attention to? Not the Pharisee. He gives his attention to Mary. Who's the most important to Jesus in this moment? Mary is. I mean, Jesus didn't see Mary as a distraction, but instead Jesus sees her as the focal point. Jesus, he sees people like Mary and Antonio, people that others might want to overlook or others might want to see it as a distraction. Jesus sees them as the most important person, as the most important person in the room. Like, like with Mary, instead of doing what was correct and proper, Jesus does what's unexpected and taboo. And instead of pushing this immoral woman away, Jesus allows her to get come near him, to get closer to him. Instead of condemning her, Jesus loves her. You see, in Jesus' eyes, Mary was not defined by what she had or hadn't done. Instead, she was now defined by Jesus himself and his extravagant love for her. His extravagant love for her. That's what defined her. One of my favorite parts of the story comes at the end. Listen to what Jesus says in this moment. Jesus says, truly I tell you, Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, what she, again, the certain immoral woman, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Awesome. Jesus is like what Mary has done. It is so extravagant that any time that I, Jesus, am talked about, this act of extravagance will be mentioned and talked about as well. That's just powerful to think about. How crazy is that? Just to ask, what if people like Mary and Antonio are instruments that God has given us to show us what extravagant love really looks like? You see, oftentimes what the world wants to say is a distraction from our lives, whether it's, it's people or events, oftentimes these are the very things that Jesus wants us to see and focus on and pay attention to the most. But we see as interruptions and distractions, Jesus is like, you might want to keep your eyes on, on this right here. And on the Sundays, the, the few times that I've had people ask, is there, there a way to, to, to keep, is there a way to keep Antonio quieter? All I can think back is nope. Nope. 
I mean, what if that day, instead of Antonio being a distraction from the message, what if that day Antonio is the message that Jesus wants us to hear? How about that? What if Antonio is Jesus in our midst? I mean, Antonio reminds us as a church to not take ourselves too, 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 too uptightly, to not take ourselves too, too seriously. Antonio reminds us of, of who and what is really, really important as well. Just to say that our church is better because of Antonio, and not just our church is better, but our world is better because of people like Antonio. In our cell phone addicted society, Antonio is not glued to a screen. He doesn't judge me based off my likes and, and the amount of followers that I have. Instead, he simply and fully loves me by extravagantly giving me his attention and his focus. Extravagantly loves me in the most basic ways. His love is refreshing. There's no strings attached. I don't need to impress him or make him, make him think that I'm better than I really am. He just loves me extravagantly. He reminds me that I am loved that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Jesus loves us extravagantly. So does Antonio. And as a result, it makes me want to offer the same kind of extravagant love to others in my life as well. It makes me want to love others extravagantly. Now, just to say it, offering extravagant love to other people without without a bunch of conditions to it seems insane at first. Why would you ever do such a thing? Extravagant love, it can be crazy. It can be, it can be hard. Sometimes it takes a lot of work. At times it takes offering up time that we really don't have to offer anyone. At times it's, it's way outside of our comfort zone. I know for myself, I'll maybe consider loving someone like this if they first extravagantly love me. It's like, I'll maybe think about doing this for you if you first do it for me, but trust me, The most wonderful, beautiful thing happens when we begin to love other people without strings attached to the point that it almost becomes addicting. We just begin to want to do it more and more. It's like somehow when we love others, we are the ones that end up being filled with love and joy and peace and patience. It's like when we love others, the focus is no longer on ourselves. Instead, the focus is on other people. And when we love others this way, when our focus is on others, our heart is never closer to the heart of God than when we extravagantly love other people. And as a result of being close to the heart of God, our heart is filled with everything we're searching for. Everything that God is, again, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. To be clear, extravagant love, it doesn't take a huge party or something elaborate to love somebody. I found that each person, whoever they are, regardless of their position, their income level, their status, they simply want to know, will you love me? Do you see me? Do I matter to you? Will you care for me? And each time I cross paths with Antonio, he answers that secret question that I'm asking with a resounding yes. Adam, I do care for you. Adam, I do love you. Adam, I want to be your friend. I want to love you extravagantly. Now, speaking of Antonio, just to give you an understanding of what makes Antonio so fantastic, the other night I was able to interview Antonio, and I just want to show you a little bit of our time together. Check this clip out. 
And I'll never forget how excited you were to meet me that day. You were just shaken and you were so excited. You remember that day? Do you remember me when we first met the first couple of times? Do you yeah. remember those times? Yeah. It was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, I saw you with a group of friends downtown one time. I was driving. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Antonio has been coming now for a couple of years. Antonio's 21 years old. And uh, you just graduated this, this last year, didn't you, Antonio? Yeah. Yeah, you just graduated from high school. Can we put up? I absolutely love that guy. Antonio, thank you so much for joining us. Today, though, I want to leave us with one simple question. The simple question is this. Who can you love extravagantly? Who can you love today, tomorrow, and the next day? Who can you love extravagantly? Who are the unseen VIPs in your life that are easy to overlook? People that you've maybe taken for granted that you absolutely need to love extravagantly. Who can you love extravagantly? Maybe it's a new coworker of yours that just recently moved to town and doesn't know another soul. Maybe for you, there's a neighbor that you walk past on a regular basis, a neighbor that you've never stopped to just say hello to and find out more about their story. Maybe there's an older person in your life who lives on your block or a relative of yours that you know doesn't have many visitors that you can stop and visit, stop and take, take, take note of. Maybe for you, it's your spouse. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your son or daughter that you've just taken totally for granted and you haven't just let them know that you love them. Who is this person? Again, who can you love extravagantly? And then one quick follow-up question is this. How can I make this person feel special? Again, who can you love extravagantly? And then how can I make this person feel special? And then what, do you, what should you do? Go do it. Go do it. Who can I love? How can I make them feel special? And then go do it. Love them extravagantly. Stop overlooking them. Stop taking them for granted. Even for just five minutes, love them extravagantly. Don't hold back. Who cares what other people will think? Go over the top, more than needed, extravagantly. Sacrifice some time. Sacrifice some money. Sacrifice some words. Surprise yourself by loving this person well. Love them extravagantly. Every time I see Antonio, the first two things he does when he sees me, he walks up, arms open, and hugs me. And then as we're hugging, what does he say to me? He says, I love you. I love you. How can I make a person feel special? Maybe there's a person in your life that you just simply need to say, I love you too. Again, it might seem really, really simple, but for you, it might be extravagant. I just think about this amazing love extravagant love that Antonio showed me. I think about this amazing love that Mary showed, showed Jesus. I think about the amazing love that God shows us through Jesus. Again, who can you love extravagantly? How can I make this person feel special? I pray that you and I, this week, today, tomorrow, the next day, that we'd live this out that instead of overlooking people, instead of taking people for granted, instead of seeing a person as a distraction, instead we begin to see them as the focal point. And as a result of Jesus first leaving, loving us, 
Jesus first loving us and caring for us that we would love the people around us. Love extravagantly. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we come before you thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for the extravagant way that you've loved us. We know what love is by the way that you've died for us on the cross, by the way that you have found us when we're lost, by the way that you've, you've healed us from the inside out, that you've made us whole again. God, we're so grateful for the way that you have so extravagantly loved us. And as a result of that love, you challenge us to offer it to the people around us. God, I pray that we'd be more like Mary and how she approaches Jesus. I, I pray that we'd be more like Antonio and how he approaches me. I pray that we would be extravagant lovers. God, that we'd notice people that no one else notices. That we'd sit with people that no one else wants to sit with. That we'd befriend people that no one else wants to be friends with. That we'd show and offer your extravagant love to the world around us. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.